Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. Uncle Ray Cadero, the world's most durable DJ, celebrated his 90th birthday last December. So I'm a bit late with the celebration. But in the next two programmes, I chat with Uncle Ray in the studio about his desire to be a drummer, but mostly the music that he has loved throughout his life. Well, it's a, it's a, a variety of, uh, if we talk about shows uh, or music, a variety of music because it ranges uh, six decades of music, you know, from the 30s, 40s, 50s, and so on until today. Uh, well, I'm not too much uh, in it for uh, with today's music, but uh, I would say it sort of uh, wind down at around uh, 90s, early 90s. Now you start, yes, as you say, you start off uh, with the 1930s. So um, who would you say that you like from from that decade? Well, it's mostly big bands. Uh, I'm familiar with the American big bands and also as well the British big big bands. So uh, I'm used to all those names like from from uh, Eng, from UK, you have Geraldo, Ted Heath, Joe Loss and all that. And from the States, you have, of course, Artie Shaw, Glenn Miller, uh, Duke Ellington, etc., etc. child you decided uh, to play the drums at what age were you well uh i i wouldn't say i was a child because well, i started to love the drums uh during during the second world war uh when i was a, a refugee in macau and um there was this uh, once a year function uh, like christmas uh, you know no actually it is christmas uh, and combined with new years as well the 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 refugees have some sort of money in the kitty and they engage a big band and i was i was delirious i was so happy i was sitting behind the screen just behind the drummer you know just behind the drummer uh, watching him every move and all that but the simple reason that i love gene krupa who played with, with benny goodman and of course buddy rich with uh, harry james and Ali show so i i i was fascinated by the drummer As I grew older, there was another reason for for being a drummer. Because I noticed that in all the bands, no matter how big or small, the the focus is always on the drummer. He's always in the center of the stage. And I I was I was just uh, fascinated. I wanted to be the star of the show every time. <laughs> Where were you born? I, I was born in uh, Hong Kong, uh, in Wan Chai Road. Which I remember exactly the number one hundred, and is uh, 
in one of the flats there in uh, 100 in Wan Chai Road. The, the flat is not even there now. It's been pulled down and they have a new building. And uh, I was familiar with the theatres like Cathay Theatre and Oriental Theatre, both gone, you know. Uh, so that, that was my home. Did you, uh, were you the only son or did you come from a big family? A family of six. Uh, I have an older brother who I adore and admire because my influence in music came through him, you know, and four sisters. I have one, one sister, uh, younger than me, the rest are, are older. And, uh, my brother, uh, uh, convinced me or influenced me with his kind of music. And he was, in those days, it was 78 RPM, you know, there's one song, one, one record, one song. And he was, he was playing those kind of music with Bing Crosby and uh, Perry Como and all that. And that's where I learned how to appreciate that kind of music. Papa loves Mambo. Mama loves mambo Look at him sway with it Getting so gay with it Shout no lay with it Wow My father was a, a banker Hong Kong Hong, Hong Bank And he's been there for, oh, for donkey's years it was Something like 30, 40 years you know. And uh, he's uh, an old timer He believes in just one straight track and no, no variation, you know, and he, he worked his way up to the top of the Hong Kong Bank, the book office. He was number one. And, uh, that, that's where he, he was even during the war. Now, the surname Cadero, what's, what's the background to that? Well, my mum is, was actually from Macau. And the funny thing was, uh, she was born in the barracks uh, in Macau, you know. So her father was some sort of general or some big shot in the army. So, so she was very well treated as a, but she's very, very, a very homely type of person. Uh, my dad, well, he's more like a freelancer, plays, he likes soccer and he likes all, but his main job was a, was a clerk in a bank. But out of the, I couldn't tell where my dad came from because uh, he, he was born in Hong Kong as well, like myself, you know. But his origin, I, I, I couldn't, I, 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 I couldn't trace back. But uh, he, he is, I don't think he's a hundred percent Portuguese. <laughs> After the war, my life changed uh, completely. Uh, coming back from Macau to Hong Kong, uh, jobs were not easily available. You know, all the offices were closed, and the only uh, commercial uh, function is the Hong Kong Bank. Hong Kong Bank was the only bank open in Hong Kong, or maybe Chartered Bank at the other, but only banks and government uh, government offices. So. Um, I got back and uh, uh, with a bunch of Portuguese boys, all in the twenties, we we sort of marched or ran or, or found our way in Stanley Stanley Prison, and we wanted a job in Stanley Prison because that's a government job, 
and that's the only place available. So we all got we all got in as uh, prison warders. <laughs> and I was a prison warden looking after prisoners. Uh, but I had a good time because there's a whole bunch of us, all, all schoolmates or, or office mates, you know, all youngs and, and very high-spirited uh, uh, people. Uh, and we, we governed the, the standing prison pretty well. <laughs> Did it worry you about hanging out with criminals? Uh, no, they are actually very, very, uh, they're not, not big time criminals. You know, they're not murderers or anything like that. It's small, small time. They've been there for maybe a couple of months, you know, and maybe a couple of years, but not long term prisoners. So, uh, but the funny thing was that there were, there were also Japanese prisoners, prisoners of war. And of course, we were not, uh, looking after the Japanese prisoners, they they had commandos to look after the prison, uh, Japanese prisoners, and we look after those those, uh, those uh, short term prisons. <laughs> so, what were you in your early twenties at this point? Yeah, I was uh, in mid twenties. Yes, mid twenties, not knowing what's what's my future going to be. You know. <laughs> now, what's with the cap that Uncle Ray always wears? Well, it came a time in my life uh, as a radio. Uh, presenter, I wasn't known as a disc jockey then. I thought, uh, you know, a man or a boy or a teenager must have his identity so that the public will know who he is the minute he looks at you, no matter where you are or what you're doing. So I thought, first of all, I'll grow a beard. <laughs> so, but not long beard, but just, uh, just enough to attract people and uh, put on the cap. And then, of course, uh, my hair was thinning out, you know. <laughs> I thought the cap came in handy. So that became my, my image. In terms of, I mean, this isn't the only studio that you've worked at, obviously, but you're here tonight. Uh, what would you say, uh, and if you're listening for your own pleasure, uh, give me your top five. Top five? Oh, my goodness. You, 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 you just like asking me to, to number the, number my Mark six. <laughs> Well, I, the thing is, you know, I, 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 first of all, I have to pick the, the performer, the singer, and then I've got to pick the song, you know. Like I said, uh, on what, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned on my show, I say, if I was stranded in a desert island and was asked to only bring one song with me, what would it be? And I say, well, I thought, oh, I said, definitely it's got to be the very thought of you by Tony Bennett for a simple reason that Tony Bennett sang so well in that in that song it's a Ray Noble composition by the way and the Bobby Hackett was on the cornet and Bobby is such a perfect professional trumpet player he will play his part not interfering with Tony's voice and it's so well blend together it's a beautiful, beautiful arrangement, beautiful song, and that would be the song I'll take with me to my to my island, desert island. <laughs> the very thought of you Now, it's interesting that these days, um, you know, th we've moved very much into digital music. You were saying about when your brother first introduced you to music, really, it was with 78s, mm -hmm. uh, one song per record. Mm -hmm. um, now we're living in a very digital age. But what's interesting is that a lot of people are now moving back to vinyl. 
What do you think is the attraction of these old-style records? Well, my biggest collection in my lifetime are the vinyl records. I have something like over 20,000 uh, vinyl records. And uh, the the best uh, sound you can get it must be from the vinyl uh, records because uh, if you have a pair of good speakers and a good amplifier, all the music just come or come out brilliantly on on this on this uh, outfit, and uh, it sounds terrific. And that that that's the way I like my music. Uh, when I'm home relaxing, I'll put on my my vinyl rec my vinyl records and uh, maybe f my favorite ones, and I will play them while I re relax and think of uh, hey, what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> my Uncle Ray Cadero, who you can hear on weeknights from 10pm until 1am, and who's still going very strong in his 90th year. Next week, he tells me about his friendship with Matt Munro and actor Sam Hoy, as well as a show in the 1960s called Lucky Dip, which had a teenager called Emily Lau. Join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. <laughs>